hope everyone in the world thinks of me when they jam things up their nose for some reason. <laughs> like peas. <laughs> Just like any sort of foreign object in your nose. Think of Sam. I want to. I want to have my legacy to the world. <laughs> well, now I will. <laughs> everybody and welcome to book retorts i'm danielle i'm sam and this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other person who has no experience with it and today today is the second part of oh boy of a fabulous book called beauty queens by Libba bray i finally get to learn what happens yes and we would recommend you listen to the first part or the second part's not gonna make any <laughs> sense <laughs> danielle Please. It's not going to make any sense either way. That's quite possible, actually. <laughs> but it is your responsibility, your duty, Sam, to, oh boy. to fill, uh, fill our audience in on what happened during the first part of this book before we proceed. So go. Heavy is the head that wears the <laughs> crown, Danielle. The crown of trying to remember what the heck you told me last week. <laughs> I should have looked over my notes because I'm not sure if I'm going to remember either. Well, blind lady of the blind, let's do this. Uh, I'll be straight up with you, Danielle. I've got none of the names except for Captain Bodacious 4, more badass and more bodacious, because obviously, I, think that I remember that wasn't one. wasn't quite what it was, but close enough. Was not Captain Bodacious 4? definitely Captain Bodacious 4. More badass and more bodacious? No, something bodaciouser. Oh, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Was that bodaciouser? I don't think All right, well... Either way, that's about the extent of my memory. Oh, also someone called Cha-Cha? Momo B. Cha-Cha. Momo B. Cha-Cha. I was like, is it Momo Cha-Cha? That sounds too <laughs> too goofy to be Momo Cha-Cha because that's like just the same two syllables <laughs> four times. But there it is. Momo B. Cha-Cha. Right. I forgot the B. All the right. B is probably like Brandon or something. <laughs> Momo Brandon Cha-Cha. <laughs> I think it's more like Brad. I think it's a Brad. You think he's a Brad? Well, he'd be a Brad. Momo Brad Cha-Cha. Possibility. Well, this has helped no one understand what we did <laughs> last week. So let me see if I can start at the beginning. There is a beauty pageant. Okay. Hence one out of the one. name of the, of the book about beauty pageants. Beauty queens. <laughs> beauty queens. Well, where do beauty queens come from, Danielle? They come from beauty pageants. <laughs> That's true. I'll give it to you. All right. Saved it. So they're in a plane going Somewhere in the Caribbean, I assume, to do the final beauty pageant show. Why is it not in the mainland? I don't know. It's I don't just know. like on location somewhere where they never tell us yeah, where. Yeah, but this is like an American beauty pageant, right? They're all from the different states, so it's not like a worldwide beauty pageant, yeah. and they're heralding it not in America. Yeah, it seems close to true. <laughs> close to <laughs> no, true. No, they don't tell you. <laughs> well, there isn't a lot of America that isn't in America, Yeah, Danielle. there's definitely like jungles, so I'm guessing it's south. <laughs> cool. All right. But the plane crashes. Oh, no. It's lost. The plane crashes on a mysterious island. And one of the beauty pageant contestants who survived, I think like a few dozen survived. Just a dozen. A dozen. A dozen survived a out of the yeah. 50. So 
you know, pretty high casualty rate so far. Uh, is her name Taylor? Taylor is Miss Texas. So that is, that yeah, is one of their names. Yeah, she takes the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's the one who sets herself up as the de facto leader of the band of beauty pageant contestants surviving on this deserted island or presumably deserted island. We'll get to that. Dun, dun, dun. And there's a vote just between her and someone else whose name I do not remember. Adina, Adina right? And she is the disaffected beauty pageant contestant who's like, oh, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Yes. Do you remember why she was in the beauty pageant? Um, to take it down from the inside? Give or take. Yeah. No, I thought that was the uh, the trans person. Uh, I mean, they're both there to take it down from the inside for different reasons entirely. Adina, her mom has had like five different marriages and she right. kind of hates the whole concept of marriage and beauty standards because her mom's really set on all that. Right. Okay. So she's rebelling by doing what her mom wants her to do. And she's going to take it down from the inside to show the patriarchy who's boss. Yes, because that's going to work so well, I'm sure. Because teenagers know exactly what they're doing. (laughs) Anyway, Taylor hits her up and her plan is to keep practicing for the pageant because they'll be rescued any moment now because everyone cares about the lost beauty pageant contestants. In real life, they probably would, but not in this book. Not in this book, which is a very heavy-handed satire of the whole situation. Yes. So some stuff happens on the island. They don't find the radio because they don't bother going back to the plane to look for it. There's a whole bunch of really poor decisions about the survival. And honestly, I was confused a lot of the time here because it keeps going between so many different characters with so many different plots (laughs) that I can't keep them straight. So I'm not going to tell it to you in chronological order. I'm just going to tell you what I remember happening in whatever order it comes to my brain. That's fair. Go for it. All right. So there's a wave and some of the beauty essence get washed out to sea, but survive. Yes. And they get separated and some of them just eat some berries or fruit that give them hallucinations. Yes. Uh, Not sure why, but it happened. And then... Because one of them uh, tried it and seemed fine, so the rest yeah, of them Yeah, but they, I don't know why it's in the book, Danielle. Oh, because it comes up later. <laughs> Multiple times, actually. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So that happens. One of the beauty pageant contestants is definitely gay and is sort of struggling with that Mm -hmm. amongst all the other people who are very heteronormative and not very necessarily accepting potentially. And they're sort of struggling with that. But eventually, they sort of mack on one of the other contestants and they have a connection, which is very sweet. Yes. There was another contestant who is a pop star from a boy band who is transitioning. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are in the contestant to be like, hey, look at this. Trans people can win beauty pageants. So your whole notion of gender is nonsense, which is not a bad idea. Yeah, that's Petra. And then the other characters were Jennifer and Sosie. Great. Just never for future any of those reference names. For, for the yeah. rest of this plot. <laughs> Wasn't the boy band like boys, boys, boys something? Boys will be boys with yeah, Zs and Bs yeah. and B, the letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boys will be boys. Of course it was because... <laughs> Duh. You're going to love some of the second half stuff because there's all these like titles and weird reality TV show things again. Oh, that's the best part of the book. I'm so excited (laughs) for that. There's also a military installation on the base. Do you remember who it's run by? The corporation. Yeah. So the corporation is what runs the beauty pageant. Right. They're like the dystopian mega corp that control like, um, what was the one from RoboCop? I don't know. You reference RoboCop a lot and I haven't seen it. It's a great movie, (laughs) Daniel. I haven't seen it in like 25 years. I watched it on the plane, and the guy next to me was probably thinking, this kid's weird. Uh, <laughs> it was an option on the in-flight menu. Like, I'm watching RoboCop. I watched an episode of Frasier once. I probably was the only person on the plane watching it because I was laughing so hard and people kept staring at me. It was a really funny well, episode. you could have been the only person laughing at Frasier. It was a funny episode. It's the one where they um, uh, they have Is to that the do- radio the show? The radio show. Yeah, yeah that's a good episode. That's a really good episode. Frasier. 
It's like it's one of the best episodes of Frasier. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's called like Omnicorp or Omnidyne, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm getting the one from Terminator and the one from Robocop mixed up in my head. There's just so many evil mega corporations. Yeah. They're basically, it's all, all the same. They're all evil mega corporations. It's fine. And I'll get to why they have a military installation on the island in a moment when I get to Moby Chacha, who is my hero <laughs> in this book. But we'll get to him. And so first things first, the some of the contestants stumble across a bunch of makeup that is highly explosive that the corporation has rigged to be an explosive device. Do you remember the name of it? No. Lady Stash Off. Lady Stash Off. Okay, well. It's a hair removal product. I, I got that, Danielle. The <laughs> name was not subtle. <laughs> not, nothing subtle in this book. <laughs> no, which is fine. And at one point, Adina takes over control of the group when people realize, hey, maybe this is more dangerous than we think. We should start thinking about survival. And Taylor at one point is off and freaks out and finds the military base. Sure. Right? Yeah. And she finds like the people guarding the military base and they're like laughing about how, hey, these contestants, they're missing. No one's going to look for them. They've already, you know, called it off because no one cares. And she roundhouse kicks a guard in the head. It wasn't because no one cares. Do you remember? Do you know why they're not looking for the contestants? Do you remember why? What's what's her face? Who I got confused with the first lady. Lady Bird Hope. Yes, I got her confused with Lady Bird Johnson. It was Lady Bird Hope. She's like, um, they're all dead. Yes, but it's because they're doing an arms deal on the island. I'm going to get to that, Danielle. I'm, I'm going to get to the arms deal. That she finds ta- out. <laughs> I told you I was going to get to the Moby Cha-Cha stuff later. <laughs> I'm just setting up the island first and the Moby Cha-Cha stuff. It was relevant to that scene, though. Well, not really, because they don't know that. Like, the kids don't know that. The, they, they don't hear about the arms dealer Moby Cha-Cha. Taylor hears about a lot of it during that scene. Okay. Anyway, well. continue on. So she roundhouse kicks them in the head because that's how she deals with her problems. And apparently that was her solution. And they chase after her and they shoot her with dart guns for some reason, <laughs> which is not clear. And they pump her full of tranquilizer darts. Just the one agent does. Just the one Yeah, guy. well, the one who wasn't roundhouse kick, let's be clear. And she's like a, an angry rhinoceros that takes a lot to take her down. And then the agent finally takes her down. Instead of, I don't know, taking them back to the base to be debriefed, he just leaves her out there with some of that berry juice so people will think she was hallucinating or something. Exactly. And then she goes kind of feral and goes off to live in, in the woods. Yeah, she's still totally like doped up by the... I mean, the comics of tranquilizers and hallucinatory berries probably is not a fun combination. Well, actually, it kind of explains the dart gun a little bit in the second part, so we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, boy. Meanwhile, this is the island drama. There's another island. There's a despot named Momobi Chacha, who is the de facto dictator of Cha-Cha. Republic of Cha-Cha. Republic of Cha-Cha, yeah. yeah. ROC. Which I imagine is a island in the Caribbean modeled after Cuba or some other, you know, Banana Republic type place. That sounds close. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's satirizing something, Danielle, so it it's was. probably that. <laughs> you put more thought into it than I did, to be honest. <laughs> oh, gosh, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Continue on. Anyway, so Mombi Chacha, he has a super crush on Lady Bird. I keep wanting to say Johnson. I know it's not Goodfellow. Hope. Whatever. <laughs> Goodfellow, Hope. I don't care. <laughs> totally the same. He has a mega crush on Lady Bird, Hope, and the corporation has arranged an arms deal to send him the stash be gone, the lady stash off, as part of an stash arms deal. In the I- <laughs> it's the same thing, Danielle. <laughs> In fact, if it was Stash Be Gone, it could be sold by Boys Will Be Boys. <laughs> That's true. And Momo Pichacha. You're right. There's a lot of bees in this book, Danielle. It's not my fault. 
So Momo B. Chacha, Momo Brad, Brandon Chacha, whatever you want to think his B stand for. Maybe Brimley. He could be a rate of Wilfred Brimley. He could. So Momo B. Chacha is going to use those arms deal somehow to get attention, to get on TV. He's making the video that he's going to broadcast. I'll make America love him and turn against their oppressive capitalist overlords, which is timely. And also, he just really wants to get with Lady, Lady Bird hope and good job. i'm not sure what the quote yeah i, I really str- I struggled you know, there. Tell. <laughs> and i'm not sure what the corporation is getting out of this except for money no they're, just... they're getting a um establishment on his his right. country so selling... that they can use his resources yeah so they're going to be mining and yeah. abusing the rental resources of his country which i'm sure there aren't any export restrictions or sanctions that they are violating by doing that well we'll get into that <laughs> But none of that matters because the end of the section, the only part that I care about, after somebody makes out with – who finds the, the fisherman? Who, who? There's a fisherman on the island too. Oh, Mary Lou. It's not a fisherman. It's an ornithologist. Okay. Well, okay. So a birderman. My mistake. <laughs> so Petra basically has sex with a fisherman – or I'm sorry, an ornithologist who's Petra, on the it's island. It's Mary Lou. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. It's important. <laughs> Mary Lou has sex with the ornithologist on the island that they find on the island who's like, oh, yeah, I'll go get help. But first, I'm going to bone down because priorities. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But again, none of that matters because the most important thing to happen is that a pirate ship shows up with Captain Bodacious, the reality show pirates who are there. Presumably, they got shipwrecked blown off course and all of the teams are like, oh, my gosh, pirates. Ah, they're like, wait, no. Hunky pirates. Ooh. And have you figured out if it's Catherine Bodacious for more badass, more bodacious it's or not? not that, but let me, I can look. Hang on. Please, because. I can tell you. That's the one thing I got right, I thought, and I got it wrong. It's, so no, it's you know definitely what? not it. Captain's bodacious for badder and more bodaciouser. Badder and more bodacious. Well. Bodaciouser. Okay. Mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sam, I'm super impressed because that was a lot, a lot of plot to get through. Like I said, I don't remember who did what, but I remember what happened. That's fair. I mean, there's like 12 people you're supposed to keep track of, so it's awfully hard. It doesn't sound like a lot, Danielle, but it is. None of them are actually main characters. (laughs) No, I agree. I would have absolutely, you know me with names. There's no way I would remember a single person in this book. All right, Danielle. So I am eager to hear what happens with Captain Bodacious and his motley crew of Bodacious pirate hunks. So let's get into this. Okay. So the next section opens. All the girls are on Twitter with with the pirates. Well, who wouldn't be? I know. The pirate's leader, their captain, is Sinjin, St. Sinjin, who wakes up. I thought he was Captain Bodacious. No. Well, he is in the show. (laughs) But his real name is Sinjin, St. Sinjin. Sinjin, St. Sinjin. Sinjin. S-I-N-J-I-N. Sinjin, St. Sinjin. Yeah. Is it the same name? It's the same name twice? Yeah, same name. T- I don't know. They just call him Sinjin for the rest of the... <laughs> That's cool. his full name. Got it. And he asks if they're familiar with the show. And you get this explanation of what the show is, which I know you were dying to figure out. Like, I what was this so eager to hear. I want to watch the show. <laughs> but remember, this is supposed to be a reality TV show, which makes this plot insane. Okay. So the supposed reality is that teen prep school guys in a British boarding school witness a murder by the mob, and then they're forced to hide out at sea on a stolen ship. Along the way, so, they become wait, pirates. Wait, 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 Danielle, stop. <laughs> Come on. You gotta give me a second to react to that, because that's so much right off the bat. So... 
the premise for how these people became modern day pirates is a bunch of British boarding school kids saw a murder and their FBI witness protection plan is to steal a boat and hide out on the ocean. Yes, I don't know why. <laughs> it works for me. So along the way, they end up becoming pirates and fight crime and they act like rock stars Wait. with girls in every port. <laughs> They they become pirates that fight crime. Yeah, fight crime. I know. It's like the reverse pirate. <laughs> the unpirate. There's not a pirate. That's like a seafaring Batman. <laughs> I agree. But they're called pirates. And so this is a reality it's show. It's a reality show, which makes no sense. <laughs> so I'm guessing the reality show, the episode opens, and you see a boat in the ocean, and you have the theme music. It's like, Captain Bodacious. <laughs> and it goes in, and they're like, we heard there's a rumor that... From one of our many rock star girlfriends on port that there was a crime. Someone stole <laughs> the blue carbuncle. I know Sherlock Holmes did that one, but we're going to do it now. <laughs> they go in and they're like sailing around like, oh, look, it's another ship. We'll board them and steal it back. I don't know, Danielle. I'm not a reality show writer. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the premise. There you go. You this got it. It's such a hard premise to figure out, Danielle. Like, how do you solve crimes on the ocean? I don't know. Maybe they do it when they go to port. Maybe it's like that guy who, that, that crazy dude who murdered a reporter in a submarine. Oh, yeah. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. I'd like to see them solve that crime. <laughs> no, that'd be oh, terrible. Oh, wait, too late. It was solved by actual police. Good for them. <laughs> well, it probably would have been solved faster had they had Captain's Bodacious on their team. Wait, are you saying Captain's Bodacious? Yeah, it's called Captain's Bodacious. <laughs> wait, what the heck? <laughs> I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Captain's Bodacious. I've been saying this is like Attorney's General. I've been saying Captain Bodacious. Yeah, it's not a singular. They're all captains on the ship. Wait, is that true, or are you just making that up? I don't know. <laughs> no, they they seem to only suggest that Sinjin is in charge. So I don't know why they're Wait, plural captains. Is it Captain's Bodacious as a possessive or plural? It's a plural. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I do not apologize for not getting that right the first time because grammatically that is nonsense. Yeah, it's special. I'm sorry. You're 30 seconds into this new part. We got to go. Okay. I'm sorry. So Adina thinks it's the stupidest show in the entire world and all the other girls- No, have... <laughs> she's wrong. It's the best show. All the other girls are fangirling and they ask them how they got to the island. So the story is they were filming at a new secret tropical location and after a night of partying, decided to take the ship out for a, a spin. As part of the show or just like- No, they got got drunk and like stole the ship great and they've only had six weeks of sailor camp so they blew off course (laughs) and then they passed out from all the drinking and then they crashed and the radio is not working because they smashed it it in a drunken revelry why would the radio ever be working this is like oh i have no phone signal in horror movies (laughs) exactly so adina is like over it she walks off to check the fishing lines and she runs you're wrong i'm sorry i liked you (laughs) up to now but you're wrong about captain's bodacious yeah i don't know So she is over it. She walks off to check the fishing lines and she ends up running headfirst into one of the pirates, literally. And this pirate's name okay. is Duck McAvoy. Duff McAvoy. This pirate's Duff name McAvoy is Duff McAvoy. Duff- <laughs> is he the Scottish one? I think they're all British. Well, I mean, the island of Britain has Scotland on it. Oh, I think they're all like English British, I think, okay. to be honest. Okay. You know, I'm, I've already read this if book and I was just Duff skimming McAvoy, through. That's like the most Scottish name ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is Scottish and I just missed it. It's like, oh, we'll call him McDuff. He's from London. I agree. I could look and see if he's Scottish if you want me to. I don't care, Danielle. It's fine. But he's in my head. He's Scottish. (laughs) Okay. Because a Scottish pirate is funny. (laughs) So she thinks that he's pretty hot, but she's also just generally angry at men. So she's 
she's kind of torn on how, how her feelings are. And he ends up helping her with the caught fishing line and is impressed by all like the work they've done on the island to self-sustain. Oh, that's right. All the women were using their beauty pageant skills as survival skills. They did, yeah. So That was another reality show I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, I would watch the heck out of that. So they talk a bit and they hit it off and they have like a mutual love of books and music and all this stuff. So he's not only a hunky pirate, he's also an intellectual he pirate. He is. And later in the morning, the beauty queens and pirates go to check out the ship and assess damage and they plan to fix it. So their plan is fix the ship that no one knows how to sail so they can escape. Yes, exactly that. Great. <laughs> well, you know, they're stuck on an island. <laughs> it's better to have a ship that works than not, I guess. That's, you know, fair point, Danielle. Better to have it and not know how to use it than not have it when you need it. Exactly. So as we're exploring the ship, one of the contestants finds Sinjin's personal stash of rum, which is apparently like two cases of rum. And the group is super excited about that. And as Sinjin tries to regain control of his rum, Petra tells him there's a rum mutiny and they're taking it all. And during the argument, Sinjin ends up quoting a Boys Will Be Boys song. And the uh kind of the conversation devolves into Sinjin admitting that he was a huge fan as a teenager. And then they get super flirty. And then Petra kind of steps back because Petra, as you mentioned earlier, is the, the trans contestant and she's worried that Sinjin's not going to accept her. Oh. They know. And so she goes to tell him up front about what's happening, and they get completely interrupted, of course. To tell him what's happening with the rum? No, tell him that... She's trans, oh. and then oh, okay. gets, like, they get interrupted. <laughs> they get interrupted by somebody yelling that Charlie, one of the the pirates, got stung by a jellyfish. No, someone's got to pee on him. <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't do that. That doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But that's exactly what they do. What? So they go down oh to help. Oh my gosh, Daniel. Yeah. How, this whole argument ensues like, oh, we should use, you know, rub it off with some salt water. They're like, no, don't do that. Definitely pee on it. And so everybody's arguing over who's going to pee on this guy's leg. And Charlie's like, oh, for the love of God, somebody please just pee on my leg. And so Petra ends up going over, like dropping her skirt and pees on, on his leg. And then everybody knows that she's trans. And well, I mean, not, not to, you know, good Petra on trying to be a hero. I appreciate that. But also, can't you like pee from underneath the skirt? Probably would it be pretty obvious that you're not female when you're peeing because peeing as a female is much, you can't direct it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I have very little experience peeing as a female, so I will <laughs> I'll defer tell you right to now, you. The stream does not go where you want it to go. <laughs> I'll be honest, Danielle, it's not that much different for men. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close, though. It's like down your leg. <laughs> they like to think they know what they're doing with it, but they don't. <laughs> So the quote in the book says, Captain Sinjin watched her go open-mouthed, finally broke into a huge face-breaking grin. Bodacious, he said. So it looks like Petra's got a new bow, which is very exciting for Petra. Bodacious is living <laughs> up to his name, and I like him more and more every moment. Yeah. I Okay, Danielle, this isn't going to happen, but my ideal end to this book is Captain Bodacious, or I'm sorry, Captain's Bodacious, and Momo Bichacha setting up a new society <laughs> of freedom and love with all the contestants in their own new micro state that is not what happens at all i could guess <laughs> no i didn't think it was going to happen i said that'd be like how i would end this book <laughs> starting a new micro nation a bodacia but momo bitacha is way too like trigger happy for them to ever have a happy-go-lucky island <laughs> I think he would chill out. Maybe he hooks up with a lady bird, bird Hope. hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And, they, and he's like, just needs a good woman to chill him out. <laughs> Must be it. So I didn't mention before, but Mary Lou, the one that was into the ornithologist. Right. Um, I keep calling a fisherman because yeah. I can't keep this straight. <laughs> when she comes back, like they they do their thing. They have their little relationship. She comes back to the you girls. You can say they have sex, Danielle. <laughs> We're all adults here. <laughs> no, but it's not just that. They all like, they. she also like, 
they have a connection or whatever. I was trying to be encompassing of her experience with this ornithologist. A physical connection, yes. Well, yes, but they also like talk and, and, you know, hang out for the day. I don't know. Anyway, Mary Lou comes back. She tells all the girls about him. Everybody's like, you did not find a random stranger on this deserted island. That never happened. Did you eat some of those fruits? You know, like nobody believes her. And they they go to look for him and they can't find him anywhere. Uh Uh-oh. So that happened in the previous part and I forgot to mention it and it is relevant. And you'll like this part, actually, the upcoming part is that Agent Jones (laughs) is replenishing his dart supply. Oh, right. Yes. The agent who was shooting her and decided to leave Taylor out there instead of doing anything responsible with her. Exactly. And he's dipping them in liquid mines flour. I'm assuming that the mines flour is like the flour that's on the crazy bush, the bush that makes everybody So it's everybody basically a hallucinatory dart. It is. Exactly. These are the dumbest weapons. <laughs> they also have guns. I'm not sure why they're using blow darts. I guess for deniability for their secret op for the people who shouldn't be on the island, it doesn't make any sense. It makes you wonder who they were planning to use it on though because prior to this yeah. the only people there were the like military organization maybe the ornithologist yeah maybe saw some crazy birds on the <laughs> island so he knows that there are pirates on the island and he's basically just exhausted like this is becoming much harder than he thought it was supposed to be and so he decides not to tell his boss that's a good decision always yeah and he says in his in his head like i'm gonna go and get some information from the ornithologist so they have trapped the ornithologist so he kidnapped the ornithologist to squeeze him for information as opposed to taking the girl he had already tranked or whatever incapacitated who knows the other people and isn't just a no, random bystander? They think, I think they think that the ornithologist is an eco warrior and so is on the island to figure out what they're doing to it because they're destroying the island, oh. they're using the resources, they're whatever they're doing on it. So his idea was I'm sick of all these pirates, let me go kidnap an ornithologist. Well, yeah, but they think the ornithologist <laughs> is like up to something. <laughs> okay. But how does the pirate kidnapped the- him? There's like the, the guy's trapped. He has to go. I and got it. Get- but how do the how does the thought about like the pirates and the girls have to do anything with the ornithologist? Um it's nothing. He's just thinking of all the things that he has to do and this is another okay. thing on his checklist. <laughs> so he's like, Okay. Pirates, <laughs> he's like, Man, check. pirates, beauty queens, ornithologists. Got it. got it. Okay. I understood. I thought there was some connection like I'm sick of all these pirates. I need to go capture an ornithologist. Yeah. This is supposed to be an easy job now it's hard okay so the girls back at camp and the pirates have decided to have like a rum party and didn't they already like have the rum they have just got the got the rum now they're having the party okay so petra and saint jen get flirty and then you get this gem which i thought was funny oh boy one of the pirates explains that he's watched the pageant every year with his sisters and he says the best was the time when they did the night of the living beauty queen opening number and everybody looked like zombies and sequins they were pretending to shamble and eat each other's brains but they still had to smile and shout out their states. <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, I'd watch I, that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I'm not a huge fan of beauty contests in general, but if they were, I, I would I watch them do that. Yeah, I know that was good. <laughs> so the group joins up with Sinjin, calls for attention. So kind of all separated, and he ends up admitting that they haven't been completely honest. Oh, shocker! I know. So the ratings for Captain's Bodacious Four had been down. And he says. <gasps> Marketing says pirates are over. It's all about trolls now. They've got a hot troll show lined up and ready to take our time slot. Trolling on Delaware Beach. Okay, so many questions. <laughs> it gets One, worse. shut your mouth. Pirates are always in. 
Two, when they say troll, do they mean troll as in like the Dungeons and Dragons troll? Do they mean troll as in the 70s kitsch toy, now children's franchise well, troll? They, or do they mean troll as an internet lurker who is a jerk? They mean like Dungeons and Dragons troll. <laughs> okay, cool. Because it goes on. It says, like, who is going to watch a bunch of trolls getting drunk at clubs and trying to entice college girls to their place under the bridge? I heard goats mentioned too, and that's just wrong. Honestly, I would watch that too. Man, this this book is full of great show pitches. Are you listening, Hollywood? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, I don't know if it should take over Captain's Bodacious as slot, but no. it sounds like a winner. <laughs> they, they can exi- they can coexist, Danielle. They can be many they wonderful can. shows on at the same time. And, and then also, you'll have to add into that rotation, Beauty Queen Survivor. Yes, that too. Okay. <laughs> so Petra basically shakes her head and she's like, yeah, they were they were like that with us with Boys Will Be Boys too. We were hot one minute and then we were shoved aside for Hot Vampire Boys <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> of course. I mean, the Zs are, are the unspoken, but they're – I know. I know. I know how boy band names work, Danielle. I know. I've been you around mentioned. the block. <laughs> I'm the new kids on the block. <laughs> so since the corporation was going to cancel them, what they ended up deciding to do to raise their popularity is they thought they'd go Come rogue real pirates. and yeah, be okay. real pirates. So they ended up taking a joyride to get some press in the ship. But when they were at the docks, they saw cargo being unloaded by a bunch of men in black t-shirts from the corporation boats. And it turned out it was human cargo and they were trafficking. So they were trafficking in people? Apparently the corporation was. It's like never mentioned again in this book. Uh <laughs> Okay. Arms trafficking, awful. Human trafficking that is just a sort of a throwaway thing is not not good, Danielle. Yes, I don't know. I don't know where the people came from, where they're going, what, what they're doing. I guess you just need to really drive home the point that they were a terrible corporation. Yes, because everything they've done so far has been so <laughs> angelic. So anyway, the pirates get shot at and they ended up sailing off in the boats to escape. And that's why they destroyed the radio and computer system. It's because they were afraid they were going to get followed and they got blown off course during a storm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we learned that truth. <laughs> that will no longer be relevant. Well, I mean, that part's not relevant. That they were chased is kind of relevant, I guess. Well, yeah, okay. So the party splits up a bit and Duff and Adina end up taking a walk kind of to sober up. And out by the volcano, Adina ends up seeing lights again. You might remember that she saw them earlier in the story. Right. The light to the compound. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know that, but yes. So Duff sees them as well and is like, are you sure you're the only people on this island? And she's like, well, we haven't been all the way over there, but we haven't seen or anybody on this island. anywhere. <laughs> I know. Which, why? Like, you're stuck on a, a deserted island. What better things do you have to do than go across the island to see what's going on? I mean, I generally agree. Wandering about blindly is not a good idea, but doing some organized exploration is probably a good idea. Yeah, especially at this point. They've been on the island for, you know, quite a little while now. A few days at least. Well, I think longer than that because they've set up their entire... Like working. Oh, you think it's been like weeks? I think it's been weeks because they have oh. like an entire like irrigation system and a water catcher and like a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Okay. My timeline is way off. Yeah. So at least a couple of weeks, I'd say. The book isn't like super specific in timeline. Yeah. I, I figured that. So he wonders if maybe it's like some kind of weather tower or something. And they, they kind of just keep walking. And Duff explains a little bit more of his backstory, which is basically that he plays this character on the show. It's like a Casanova character who has a, a, a girl in every port kind of thing. A port in every girl. I mean, what? (laughs) 
And he basically joined the cast because his sister passed away from leukemia and he kind of spiraled after that and got into a lot of bad stuff. And then he saw the casting call for the show and she had always like told him that he should be on the show. So he kind of took it as a sign and ended up joining. Wait, this show's been around for long enough that they've had multiple This is four. Captain's Bodacious four. Okay, fair enough. So at least fourth year, right? I don't know. If it's British, they usually have like 10 episode (laughs) series that last two months. Every two months. Who knows? It's been at least a couple years, let's say. Okay. This got like dark for a light satire. Oh, my sister died of leukemia, so I became a pirate on a (laughs) It has a weird mix of like trying to be serious and then trying to be like way over the top. Yeah. And so she explains like her background, her family's history, the issues she has with commitment, et cetera. They go for a midnight swim and then they end up going back to the boat to his room to have sex. Of course. Yes. So the next day, there's a crew working on the ship to fix it and Adina's- Okay, question. I know we talked about this briefly, but aren't all the pirates like significantly older than them? No, they're like 20. 1920. They're playing teenagers, so they're just like, they're just a couple years older. Okay. And I think most of these girls are 17, 18. There's a lot of them that are 18. It kind of tells it tells you in the little bios, but I don't recall all of them. But they all are with, I mean, some of them are probably 17, and that's probably illegal depending on which state you're in. But Well, you're on an <laughs> island, so I guess anything goes. In a different country. You're probably marriageable age at that point. Yeah. Well, sure. All right. I'm not going to get into that. It's <laughs> definitely beyond the scope of our ability to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> but several of them are 18 for sure because it's mentioned. Okay. Because a lot of them are like, like their last year of the, the pageant circuit. Oh, I know. So the next day the crew's working on the ship to patch it up. Medina's wandering. She's looking for Duff after their night of passion and she ends up back in the cabin and she sits down on his bed and she realizes when she's there that there's a small device that's on a ledge on his behind his pillow. <gasps> I know. And it, it's a camera. It's a camera, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I mean, it, there's a reality show. There are probably cameras in every one of the bunks. I know. So she ends up watching the video and it's Duff's like vlog that he does for his, uh-huh. his Casanova yeah, exploits. Of course. And he's staying into the vlog, doing a vlog post. He's like, we've been shipwrecked. We're rescued by beauty queens. You wouldn't believe it. And this one girl, Adina, she's going to be a huge challenge and I'm going to, I'm going to win her over. It's my mission. And the oh. next scene is them having sex. And so, so he recorded them having sex. He definitely did. Oof, I scumbag. <laughs> so Mary Lou finds her in there and Mary Lou's her best friend, as you might remember. And I didn't. No, they're, they're <laughs> friends on the oh, like they've become friends of the last few yeah weeks. i got it and she's super pissed off on her behalf and she ends no up kidding. marching out and finding duff and she like punches him in the face and lays him out cold would you go mary lou yeah mary lou you ornithologist loving badass <laughs> So this kind of makes all the couples reevaluate their relationship. Petra and Sinjin sort of decide that they're totally fine. Jennifer and Sosi, however, don't fare as well. And Sosi, oh, no. I know, Sosi finally admits to Jennifer that she doesn't like Jennifer as much as Jennifer likes her, and she doesn't want to like continue the relationship just to get her even further down. You know, at the end of the relationship. Later on. So yeah, I gotcha. So they break up. Aww. I know, very sad. Poor Sosi. Sosi. <laughs> Sochi? Like S- Russia, where no. the Olympics were. S-O-S-I-E. Sochi. All right, fine. Captain's bodacious Sochi. <laughs> Whatever. So Taylor, meanwhile, you may remember, is crazy pants in the jungle. Right, I remember that. <laughs> So she's been busy in the jungle killing guards and creating traps. She's been – so this guard, Agent Johnson, 
Yeah. Pumped her full of tranquilizer and turned her into a guard murdering badass. Basically. So she's taken down all of these guards that like have- Why? He is the worst. I don't know. They all have these black t-shirts that she wears so they're easy to identify. <laughs> so she just like kills them all every time she comes across them. How does she kill them? Just like roundhouse kicks them into death? She's like jumped on them and snapped their necks a couple of times. She's done a whole bunch Ooh. of stuff. Like she's hardcore. Agent Johnson basically made her into a killing machine. Yeah. So he's the worst at his job <laughs> of anyone in the world. Yeah. I don't know if he realized is that she's killing guards because she's burying them or hiding all their bodies, so... Oh, yeah, I'm sure they go missing and they just don't even care. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're looking for them in the forest No, I, I'm just sarcastic. Of course, they have check-ins. They're guards. <laughs> I know. I don't know. She's killing them off. I don't know if he knows exactly who's killing them off yet. Okay. So she's buried some of the weapons she's gathered from her exploits. She's now created, like, tripwires and trapping pits, and, like, she's gung-ho because she's a hunter, so she knows she's all this stuff. She's gone full home alone on this. Yeah. And she's also gathered some of that lady stash off that they found in the jungle in the abandoned warehouse area. Oh, yeah. You got to have your high explosives. Yeah. So she's – this is her list in the book. She's like, my list, so I can keep organized, is melt jewelry for arrowheads, dig pit, surveillance, construct bows, practice – and she means practice for the contest (laughs) – Okay. (laughs) Interview portion, projectile launch, avocado mask, reassemble AK-47, construct bomb, moisturize. (laughs) I gotta say, I think that's a well-balanced plan. Like she's balancing work and pleasure in equal amounts. I admire her her dedication to her hobbies and her interests and the things she has to do. I absolutely agree. Self-care is important. Absolutely. You go, Taylor. (laughs) That (laughs) drugged up darting was the best thing ever happened to you. Yeah, apparently. The next morning, Duff goes to find Adina and he explains that the producers, Uh I know, (laughs) that the producers asked him to keep a personal vlog and he'd vlog about his fake conquests. Like he obviously didn't have all these real conquests and it took off. Like he had never been popular on the show until he started doing this and he came up with this character. And so he just kind of chose poorly in the moment because he had been so used to doing that and he made a bad decision and he's really sorry and he really likes her and he like wish he hadn't had done that. Okay. They had already left the show and he was still keeping blogs. Well, they kind of like half think that they're still on a reality show and maybe this is all part of like some elaborate plan to like, like it's some survivor versus survivor contest or something. So. Oh my gosh. This is the greatest idea ever, Daniel. <laughs> I thought you would like that one. Captain's Bodacious versus the Beauty Queen survivors. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will watch that crossover. <laughs> You need to watch this channel. This is apparently your channel. This channel is made for me, Daniel. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so before she can figure out how she feels about all of this, a dead body washes ashore. Bummer. Oh, of course. Uh, I hope it's not the ornithologist. No, it's not. Also, I'll spoil Ugh. that for you because you'll know in a minute. So across the beach, Sinjin is uh, contemplating how something feels off on the island. And earlier they'd seen Taylor briefly. She kind of like wandered through camp for a hot second. And she was wearing a men's black t-shirt and nobody knew where she got it from because it was definitely not Taylor's style. Did no one try to like interact with her? Like, no. hey, Taylor, you want to come rejoin society? You probably don't remember because they – but they – Talked to her a couple times in the last book and know where she's located. She's like in a cave in the jungle. And they know that, but she's crazy. So like every time that they've tried to interact with her, they're like, eh, you know, let's just keep an eye on her, make sure she doesn't do anything too out there. So they, they know I mean, she's there. people don't just go crazy out of nowhere. Maybe they should, I don't know, take a look at her and well, investigate what's going that, on. Well, they thought that like she ate the fruit and then she snapped when she heard that ladybird was no longer looking for them. Okay. The previous one. So they think that she's just kind of like lost it. All right. So, well, not very compassionate, but go on. Well, and they just 
decided that if they brought her to camp, because they brought her to camp originally and she just escaped. They're like, well, we can't like strap her down and keep her here. So as long as she's safe and like taking care of herself. All right. Fair enough. I'm not a beauty queen survivor. I don't know how this works. <laughs> and so like I said, um, they're worried about the t-shirt. They think maybe it's some kind of survivor versus survivor competition. They're not entirely sure. And then they get interrupted by the alert to the dead body. And the dead body has a black t-shirt on. They don't know who he is, but they see that he has a black t-shirt. So they're like, this is getting really weird. Yeah. Generally, reality shows don't involve actual murder. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. If they believe this is a reality show, that means that something like 38 people plus were killed in a plane crash for a reality show? Well, I mean, the the pirates weren't there for that. I don't think the girls believe that because they know what's going on. They so the pirates don't. believe it's a reality show, but the girls don't? Yes. Okay. So the pirates are wondering if maybe it's like the girls are in on it. They know that it's, they're like supposed to right, okay, lure okay. them away All from, right. so you there's, know, there's, there's a schism here. Yeah. <laughs> I was not clear on that. I was on the same page. <laughs> no, sorry. But now we're back to your favorite character, Sam. Momo Bichacha? Momo Bichacha! Momo Bichacha! And by the way, his stuffed lemur is called General Good Times. General, oh, I forgot about his stuffed lemur he talks to. I had this whole theory about him being like an adult Calvin. Yes, exactly. And except it's General Good Times. <laughs> I mean, Hobbs just couldn't hack it in the tropics, I guess. I guess not. So Lady Bird Hope has called Momo, and he is quite excited. No, um, duh. But he is a little put out because he's wondering when he's going to receive his weapons, and he's noted that she has said some unkind things about him in the press. <sighs> Momo Bichat, you just know that's a facade she's putting on. She loves you. That's what she He's says. Strong. She says, oh, Momo, you know, it's just politics. Once I'm the president, I think I forgot to mention, <laughs> by the way, that she's running for office. <laughs> yeah, so that was a detail you left out. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to take over the world. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, but through the presidency, it seems like the least efficient way to do it. Oh, yeah. Well, she's apparently going to be president. That's her, her goal right now. So everything cool. she's doing is trying to, like, look good for office. So she's like, once I'm president, I'll lift the sanctions against your country. So don't take everything I say to heart. And he says, you are the femur of my institution, Lady Berg Hope. Long may you wave. When you are president, our union will set free the doves of entropy. <laughs> The femur. So his English is not so good. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sketchy sometimes. <laughs> but I do like that quote. The doves of entropy. I would uh, be terrified of those. <laughs> they sound scary. Chaos doves. They're like geese. They come through and everything is disordered. <laughs> Suddenly, everything is the same temperature. Like mini geese. That's a joke from my thermodynamics fans. <laughs> <Thermodynamics laughs> bunch. So he asks when they can re reunite again at his hot tub at Camp Peacock. Ooh. You know, so she hushes so him. So it's happened before. Yes, she hushes him and she's like, that is a secret. Please don't mention that ever again. <laughs> Aww. And he pauses. Don't be ashamed of her love. And he says he wants to make some amendments to the agreement because he's in possession of a certain video and he has heard that she might be trying to get rid of him. Uh Oh. So she's super livid. She thought that he had destroyed the video. And he's like, how about a June wedding? <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to blackmail her with a salacious hot tub video into marrying him. Give or take, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Man, Moomabee Chacha. I mean, he's not the moral pinnacle of excellence I had him pegged for earlier. So it's kind of hard to love him at this point, but I still kind of do. <laughs> he's a great bad guy. Yes, there we go. That's his. I love to love his evil. So she points out that obviously they can't get married. And he's like, why not? Is a, I'll read it verbatim. Why not? Is a perfect way to solve all our problems. We'll be like royal wedding and our faces will be on plates for the peoples to eat from. And we we could to have the situation comedy on television, maybe with Nutty Neighbor who borrows our plunger and makes to ogle the breasts of our daughter all the time. 
<laughs> Great. Well, he certainly understands American culture. <laughs> he likes American TV and Elvis, I figured. remember. Right, Elvis. Of course. <laughs> who, oh, who doesn't like Elvis, Danielle? <laughs> Nobody, especially not Mobo Bichacha. No, no one with a name like Mobo Bichacha could hate Elvis. So she basically ends up agreeing. She's like, yes, well, absolutely. We'll do an arms deal and then we'll secure the rights for the corporation. will secure the rights in the ROC and then we'll plan a wedding. That'll definitely happen. Yeah, I'm sure she is totally being forthright with him about all of that. Oh, absolutely. Because as soon as she gets off the phone, she calls Agent Jones and she's like, it was Johnson. No, it's Jones. Remember, well, he said whatever. it's not Agent Johnson, like Die Hard. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I get my Die Hard and my Robocop and my Terminator all up in this book. <laughs> So she's t- she tells them that they've decided she's decided that they're not going to drill for natural resources at the ROC. They're just going to take over the whole country. Well, yeah. Ob- why was not the first plan? <laughs> I don't know. I think they were trying to play nice with the dictator, and now it's just like harder. Yeah, but why? Because <laughs> it's hard to like usurp a dictator. Real evil corporations like Chiquita, when they stage a coup, <laughs> they stage a coup. They don't like try to negotiate with the democratically elected governments of the countries they're exploiting. They just assassinate them and instill dictators that they like. Right. Well, keep with it because so, we're basically at that point in history. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have taken a page from Chiquita's book of evil. Okay. Uh, Chiquita's book of evil. I mean, Chiquita <laughs> is one of the evilest corporations to ever happen to South America and other fruit companies, let's be honest. <laughs> Now we're going to be sanctioned, Sam. Come on. Uh, facts, Danielle. <laughs> they can't silence the truth about how awful those companies are. No. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's No, I can't eat bananas knowledge. anymore. <laughs> well, not Chiquitas. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. This got real. <laughs> it's okay. This book gets real sometimes, too. So basically, obviously, Momo Bichacha is a threat, and he'd be better if he was just eliminated, but she wants to use it as a PR move so that there's, one, no question that he's a threat, and the world will be on her side, and two, they can take over the country, and they'll basically, like, thank her for it. They're going to try to use it as, like, hey, look what we did for you all. Kind of. But they need him to do something so heinous that they can take over the country, and it's not, Mm. like, people will celebrate what he's dead. Right. Okay, got it. So the plan, the something so heinous, is killing a bunch of beauty queens live on TV. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not a good thing. That's sure. So she orders Agent Jones to, he's like, she's like, it's time to bring the girls in. We'll say that we found them. We'll film the rescue. We'll stage the pageant right here on the island or right there on the island. She's not on the island. And while, So they're going to do it on the island while, that they're doing the arms deal on. While the arms deal is happening. And so Momo will be on the island. And then before the crowning of the new Miss Teen Dream, the corporation agents dressed up as the ROC soldiers will leave out and kill the girls on live TV and they'll kill Momo during the bloodbath and everyone will just rejoice that he's dead because it'll look like he staged it and got killed during the the fight. This is the most convoluted plan. I know. <laughs> like the corporation it's just it, it tries it has these ambitions and it tries to find the most circuitous ways to achieve its ambitions. Well she's promised like she wants high ratings. She wants it all, Sam. She wants everything. She wants high ratings yeah, on her beauty pageant and like, to take over the world. I just don't think like the public going to be like, oh, you found those, you know, crashed, barely alive. I mean, there's only 12 of them left. So it's not going to be a heck of a big pageant, right? It's like, no, and oh, she's like, only Montana and Texas are represented. What are, everyone else going to be mad. And then there's going to be like, we just rescued them and the next day we're making them compete in a beauty pageant. Yeah, we're, we're not even taking them off the island. They've been surviving crash. Like, we're even taking them off the island. They've been marooned on. I'm 100% the sure they'll t- they'll spin it so that the beauty pageant contestants are like, oh, we wanted to do it. We begged that we could do it. Yeah, okay. But no one's going to believe that. They're going to see it in their eyes. Like that guy who 
What did he do? Morse code blink out a message when he was being forced to make a propaganda video after he was kidnapped? Yes, just like that. POW? Yeah, they're going to see that. They're going to see that happen. You'll see what happens. That's exactly what happens, Sam. Great. Okay. (laughs) So after that, they'll march into the ROC, stabilize the country, and everything will be contracted out to the corporation. So it's like a win, 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 win. Except for the beauty pageant contestants who die. (laughs) Well, I mean, no one cares about them, apparently. So anyway, back at camp, Mary Lewis decided to go find the ornithologist whose name is Tane, by the way. Tane. T-A-N-E. Tane. Cool. That's a great name. (laughs) I don't know. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, because that's how I'm going to say it. I'm going to call him Tane. It could be Tane. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's said in the book and I missed it. Danielle, uh, you and I both know how difficult <laughs> it is to come up with names for fictional characters, so we should not be throwing any shade. No, <laughs> but I can make fun of names. <laughs> sure, absolutely. We just have, we just have to acknowledge that it is we hard. are equally or, or worse at it than pretty much anyone else. And to be fair, I don't think this author was like, I think she picked whatever name she wanted because it totally works for this style of book. No, it's absolutely. <laughs> so she's worried that he hasn't come back and she sets off into the jungle before everyone wakes up. She follows his scent which i don't know she's magic what smelling i don't know (laughs) so is this like an x-men book now where all the teens suddenly have their mutant powers awakened on the island she just kind of has like this weird ability and she ends up following his scent and she finds his backpack it's been days i know but she finds his backpack she's suspicious she continues and she follows it towards the volcano the scent Uh Oh, sacrificing someone to the volcano god. Basically. So as she approaches, she does see shadowy figures leading a hooded man across the volcano's like top area. And she's like, I thought oh, they were no. going to interrogate him, not well, just murder him. You'll, you'll see when we get there. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I'm going to go back and get my, my crew and we're going to like storm the castle, basically. And so she goes to turn around and a gun is pressed to her head. That's the <gasps> end of that scene. Yeah. Fate's black. <laughs> Damn you, Agent Jones. Probably. Agent Jones seems to be the only agent doing anything helpful. I got his name right. Yeah. <laughs> so back at camp, Sinjin awakes the other pirates and he has a group meeting before everybody else rises. He's worried about that black t-shirt guy. Well, he's dead, so not much you can do for well, him now. he's worried that he exists because he's the when they were running off of the docks, the people who were doing the trafficking were all wearing black t-shirts as well for the corporation. It's really nice of evil organizations to put <laughs> uniforms on all their... I Sinister (laughs) henchmen so that they're easily identifiable. Agreed. And so he thinks somehow they followed them there. And if if they have, then the girls are in trouble for associating with them. And so they he wants to leave, basically, like get out. So his plan is to abandon the girls they've been doing things with and hanging out with for the last few days and just leave them high and dry with no explanation. Yeah, because he's hoping that the like trouble's gonna follow them, they can go get help and maybe they can rescue this the is, girls. It's a terrible I plan. Hate that no. In every movie, every book has the person's like, oh, if it's for your own good, I can't tell you what's going on. Yes. That BS. That never happens. That never works. And there's a huge discussion, but they do decide to leave. Okay, of course they do, because <laughs> book. Yes. So the girls wake up, they're super angry, obviously. Yeah. And Mary Lou's missing. The one of them heard her say that she's going to to go find her prince, quote unquote. So they know that that's she wasn't prince kidnapped Tane. by pirates. <laughs> and with re- basically with renewed determination, they decide like, let's go into the jungle. We'll get Taylor. We'll get Mary Lou. We're gonna build a boat or something and get off this island. Like we can't just wait here. Clearly nobody's oh, coming for finally. us. Finally, I know. So they're traveling through the jungle. They've traveled most of the day. They're pretty exhausted. And suddenly they hear a car in the distance. And surprised, a jeep pulls up and a man steps out. He's like, hey, we finally found you. We've been looking all over for you. Oh, they've been rescued by the corporation. Woohoo! 
So girls are excited. They're in the transport vehicle. The cars go to the compound on the other side of the island, which doesn't seem to raise that many alarms in the girls. <laughs> There's been this compound here this whole time. Yeah, they're just like, man, I wish we had actually gone across the island. We could have been saved a lot sooner. They are not the brightest. No, and to be fair, a couple of them are like, this seems kind of suspicious, but I don't want to ruin the excitement of all of everybody. Okay, fair enough. And they ask them if they've seen Mary Lou. And they're like, oh, yeah, she came. She's actually the one that told us you were on the other side of the island. And they're like, oh, can we see her? And they're like, oh, actually, we sent her home. There was a ship that was leaving and, you know, she wanted to go. So we got her on the ship to, to sit How sail convenient. Off. <laughs> and Adina's like, that does not sound like Mary Lou. Like, she wouldn't just randomly leave them all. Yeah. And... Oh, the agent offers some showers. He's like, "Oh, if you're anything like my daughters, you must be dying for a shower." And one of Ugh. you know, one of the girls is like, "Oh, you have daughters? How old are they?" And he's like, "Oh, they're 14 and 16." And they wanted to see pictures, but he said he didn't have any. He had a new wallet, and they were in his old wallet. Ah, uh, because phones don't exist on this universe. Apparently. So after getting cleaned up, they have a video conference with Lady Bird Hope, and, and while they're not their parents, not their families, we're no. worried about them, but Lady Bird Hope. Yep. And while they're very excited to be talking to the one and only Lady Bird. Hope, founder of Miss Teen Dream Beauty Pageant. And the corporation, I presume, CEO. Probably. And they're starting to feel kind of disconnected from the frivolity of everything because they've obviously they've suffered a lot in the last few weeks and she's being trauma does that. Yeah, she's being kind of dismissive of the thing of everything. And she tells them she wants them to stage the pageant on the island. And they're like, um, we'd kind of like to go home, actually. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> And Ladybird says, like, oh, it'd be a real tribute to show the world what you've gone through. Don't you want to say a big thank you to the folks who, who rescued you and a, your credit to girls everywhere? But I guess we could cancel the pageant if you want. And so they kind of get guilted into this pageant. Oof. I know. They end up agreeing and the event's going to be held the next day. That was fast. I know. But they're doing an arms deal here, Sam. Well, also, like, I'm no producer. <laughs> But don't you need time to gin up excitement, to advertise, okay, if to you make had, it a big ratings bonanza? So you have 24 hours and you're going to do a beauty pageant and like- I'm saying they could have rescued could, them earlier. Uh, yeah, you could have easily. I mean, this is all very on the fly, I think, this decision. But yeah. you easily could drum up enthusiasm for finding beauty queens on an island and hosting their pageants. So if they I'm promote saying, that they found them today, there's beauty pageant tomorrow. 12 or 15 hours to get a good advertising campaign, get word of mouth going. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying like- I think the corporation has enough money to make this wildly well-known in 24 hours. All right. Well, let's cut spots and to do the editing and the shooting. It takes time, Danielle. Well, it's going to all be live anyway, so it doesn't matter. And they could just Yeah, do... that really worked for that Peter Pan live <laughs> production, didn't it? Oh, Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Mary Lou is tied up in a cave. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there we go. She's with Tane, though. She found him. Oh, Tane, please. <laughs> She's with Tane now. And they are being dangled from a hook, which is being what? slowly lowered to a piranha-filled tank. <laughs> All right. Well, this went full Bond villain, I see. <laughs> Why? You just kill him. They had him over a volcano. This is... Mm. Oh, At least in gosh. like Bond movies, they have the excuse that the megalomaniac killing them is insane and inefficient and doesn't really care about killing them so much as like indulging his own twisted fantasies. I mean, I don't know who's in charge. Maybe they are exactly well, that. Well, no, because Lady Bird Hope seems nothing if not efficiently focused on achieving her goals. Efficiently, I guess. Yes, but she's not in charge of necessarily Mary Lou demise. You don't think she would be the one calling the shots here? I think she would she's not probably have, she 
seems kill Mary Lou, and then whoever the henchman and is like, I'm going to dangle them over a pit filled with piranhas. Okay, so th- that's a failure of leadership then. You have to give people <laughs> clear instructions, A, and B, if you have people on your staff who are going to go rogue like that, you have to weed them out early. I agree. Thank you, evil empire leader, Sam. HR. It's evil <laughs> HR. Thank you. <laughs> We'll have to conduct a training session to educate all our hench people in the proper way of disposing of our enemies. <laughs> you tell them. You write that book. That's right. Also, sexual harassment training. Can't forget that. Always important. We may be evil, but we're not that evil. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad there's a line. Obviously. So Mary Lou has a sudden inspiration. They're tied up. She thinks about this old tire swing she had as a kid and – She's like, swung. let's swing this to the ledge over there. And Tane Tane is like, uh, the rope's <laughs> kind of frayed. She's like, it'll be fine. Let's do this. We're going to die either way. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. But also, the piranha-filled tank thing is not quite how that – all right. Let's move Don't on. overthink piranhas, Sam. <laughs> I've overthought everything else in this book, Danielle. Why not piranhas too? So back at camp, the girls are picking out their dresses and bathing suits for the competition. And this guy named Harris, who I have not mentioned, and it's my fault for not mentioning him. I forgot how important he was (laughs) towards the end of this book. He is Great. the son of the CEO. He seems to be in charge of escorting the girls around. So Lady Bird Hope is not the CEO. It's the ex-CEO, actually. He explains right here that he's there for a summer internship. He has spent the whole book just doing like annoying things. Like previously, the manual override system for the destruction of the island, you know, should anything happen. He changed it to like a PowerPoint presentation because he thought it was funny that somebody would have to put a PowerPoint presentation together to manually override the island system. He's not wrong. <laughs> I know, but he just like he, he throws like stupid ideas and he constantly thinks he's being underestimated. That's Harris. Oh, so he's like <laughs> the epitome of the Dunning Kruger effect. Basically. And so he says he's there for summer internship because his dad is the ex CEO. He was a CEO. He mishandled the CEO, mishandled things and lost some revenue and they had to let 40% of their workers go. <gasps> I know. But he's like, good deal. My dad got a sweet 20 million in severance and full staff and he gets to use the private jet and yacht and didn't have to sell the house in Bimini. So. We're doing it's great. It's not satire if it actually just happens in real life all the time. I know. And Jennifer is like super pissed off about this. She's like, uh, my mom was one of the workers that was laid off and she got one week of severance and no health care. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the American corporate system. I know. Terrible. It was terrible because it was true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's not satire. That's just a mirror <laughs> to society. <laughs> Sounds like satire and it sadly is not. I know. That's the saddest part. So Dina overhears one of the black shirts walking by that mentions Tane Tane and she gets kind of suspicious. Suspicious and <laughs> I like how that's his official name now. <laughs> I don't know. Tane Tane. If any of our listeners have any idea how to pronounce Tane Tane's name, let us know. <laughs> I'm happy with Tane Tane. I think we just made his name better. So now all the girls are kind of starting to feel like something's off, and they're wondering—they're wondering why Mary Lou got sent back. If she's supposed to be, she's one of the competitors, right? If they're doing competition, why isn't she there? Yeah, duh. So well, it took him a minute. So Agent Jones steps up, and he's like, "Where's Miss Texas?" Because remember, he's the one that's been chasing Taylor down through the entire jungle. And Ad- that's your responsibility, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Adina thinks that's a super weird question, and she basically cuts everybody off from answering his question. Like she doesn't want him to know that Taylor's still in the jungle and. In the cave. Yeah, and Agent Jones explains, he's like, oh, well, there's always a Miss Texas in the top 10. So I was just asking because my daughters and I usually have a pool. Wait, there were 50 of them, right? Right. So he's being kind of weird asking like where one contestant is, but then he he 
tries to explain it away by like, there's always Miss Texas in the top 10. So it's just asking. But this is not the top 10. They didn't like win. And that's why they survived the plane crash. No, he's just trying to figure out if they know where Miss Texas is. That's, that's why. It's just a really like bad way of asking. Yeah, no, okay, got it. He says that usually he and his daughters have like a pool on, on Miss Texas in the, in the competition. That's why he was asking. So Adina asks if his daughters are going to be watching tomorrow. And when he says that they will, she's like, oh, what were their ages again? Was it 15 and 17? And he's like, yep, yep, that's right. But that's not what he said earlier. I know, 14 and 16. Right. And so now- This guy sucks. I know. So Dina- Every agent knows how to keep their lies straight. Gosh. Yeah. So Dina's like, mm, Taylor didn't make it. She got bit by a spider. And he's like, oh, that's a shame. And as far as he, I think as far as he knows, Taylor's back at camp because he doesn't know that she's made her like- home in the jungle. Right, of course, because he is the most incompetent agent of a sinister organization ever. I know, basically. And so all the girls kind of have this hushed conversation about like, okay, something's definitely not right and we need to figure it out. So they decide to sneak out and find out what's going on. So they go back to the door where they entered earlier, which was like the volcano's secret door, because everything is stored inside this like dormant volcano. Why is there always a volcano? I don't know, because it sounds good. They're on a deserted island. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that showed me. Yeah. So actually quite like the scene. I thought it was really funny. Earlier, Tiara had seen a vending machine when she was in there and it had gummy bears in it and she asked if she could get them and Harris was like, absolutely not. And she was really angry about it. And so she uses that to talk her way into this, to this. They don't even like try to sneak in. They literally just walk up and she's like, hey, there, you have a vending machine with some gummy bears. I want to go in and get some. Can I, can I go in? And they're going to let her in. But she's like, well, all my friends have to come with me too. And they all like step out from the jungle. And he's like, yeah, we can't let everybody in the entire group in. Like all of you can't come in. And yeah. So she explains. She's like, "Oh no, girls travel in packs." So I this have is that to whole let- thing about going to the bathroom together. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. Like I, I to- knew it was coming. <laughs> it gets worse. Like, oh, I have to let them in, and they're, they they're like, "No, you can't do that." And Tiara's like, "Oh, but you have to let Petra in because Petra's my best friend." And then Adina's like, "I'm on my period. You have to let me in." And Nicole is like, "You have to let me in, Shanti, and otherwise you're racist because they're the black and the Indian girl that are in the competition." And Jennifer says she'll cry if I look. I'll cry if you don't let me in. And then Adina's like, "I need a tampon." Right now. Oh my god. Let everybody in. This does nothing to advance the cause of I know. But it was still funny because it was like playing on the idea of of like yeah. womanly issues. <laughs> <laughs> They knew it was being silly, and so it works. Anyway, so they get some gummy bears, and then they end up going... They, no, they really just want to get some gummy bears. No, well, the whole no. thing was just to get some freaking gummy they bears. They go back, and they're looking for the fifth floor, which was mentioned briefly when they were taking the tour earlier, and they weren't, like, it was the one place they weren't allowed to, like, do, see Why do they the always tour. do that I don't in know. books? Like, <laughs> oh, and the and the forbidden floor, you must never go there. Okay, we're obviously going to go there. Yeah. Just don't tell... Just say, like, oh, the fifth floor, that's where we have our... It's where we store our copiers. Exactly. Our toners up That'd there. That'd be funny if that's <laughs> like, all that was there <laughs> why why do you have to make it like some big mysterious thing you just know people are going to go for that stuff exactly what they did so they sneak in yeah. they go to the fifth floor and they are stopped by in front of the secret lair they're stopped by harris and harris like for once in his life is like you know what you guys are much savvier than you appear and i am not being fooled by you and then nicole ends up spraying him in the eyes with a can of hairspray <laughs> good i know he goes down they end up duct taping him to a chair and they secure his arms and legs with some pantyhose in the sailor's knots that they learned from the pirates <laughs> i i guess that's good i mean putting those skills to work girls that's funny and then harris ends up spilling his guts telling them everything after they threaten him with a brazilian wax with unheated wax <laughs> gosh man he he cracked like a coconut wouldn't you <laughs> that's a terrible threat like full body wax <laughs> 
Well, Danielle, I don't know about you, but I think I'm probably much hairier than you are. So that threat probably applies to me more than you. Exactly. So do you think it might work on you? I mean, it depends on how big the secret is. If I was part of an evil organization that would murder me if I spilled my guts, I think I would take the wax. I feel like he probably thinks he's okay because he's the son of the ex-CEO. He has that yeah. kind of attitude. He can get away with stuff. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. So now they know they're pawns in the arms trade. They know that Mary Lou is in with the Paradas. And so they go to find Mary Lou, but she's already saved Why herself. Why does Harris know all this? I don't know. Harris knows everything. He's an intern. He's not like the <laughs> he's guy He's just in been charge. everywhere. Like, he's everywhere in this book. <laughs> All right. And so they find Mary Lee, she saved herself with Tane Tane, and they hide Harris away <laughs> in the cave, and then they decide to take back the beauty pageant, essentially. So they logged Harris on his duct tape chair to the cave. Yeah. Well, I think they like walk in there, they untape him and just keep the pantyhose on his arms and legs. Do they gag him at least? Yeah, they put a, they put a pad on him with wings. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So the next morning, they talk the the officials, the pageant officials, into Adina being the host of the show because they just found out that the previous host, Fabio Testarone, Good. <laughs> Testosterone, has been recently caught frolicking in an illegal ski ball emporium with the hot star of your blood is like so hot. <laughs> your blood is like so hot? Yes. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Is there any context for that show? Nope, or, or, that was it. <laughs> so, I'm wondering if it's a vampire show. I was about to say, it's either vampires or they are sexually attracted to blood. Or it could be um, or they literally heat people's. Yeah, I was going to say, they literally heat your blood up <laughs> to make you suffer and then put it back inside of you. Yeah, I don't think it tells you. Sometimes they – she has – the author has little um, footnotes on like all the weird stuff. So it's possible there was a footnote I didn't read. I, I kind of like the phlebotomists who are aroused by their work. <laughs> I'm sure that some phlebotomists are. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> Just saying. It's a possibility. There's got to be at least one. Does there got to be? <laughs> they have a made this plan in place. It's going to take place over the dance number that involves stealing Momo's well, I skipped yacht. something. <laughs> I skipped the fact that they took one of the contestants who's supposed to be in the show, one of the handful of contestants they have left, and took them out of the show to make them a host. Yes, they did. I don't, like, I don't know. They, what? <laughs> they talked them into it. I don't know how they did it. It's just a, like a throwaway comment. And so Adina is in charge of something because it makes sense to the plot. They could just make Agent Jones the one in hosting why <laughs> well adina's quite good with her her hosting ability she did it yeah, but earlier they don't care they don't care if it's a good host or not <laughs> they just want they need her in the show so she can be mm, danielle this, <laughs> this is falling apart here at the end <laughs> i agree it's kind of weird and they already lost another one because they supposedly put mary lee on a boat so now they're and down they lost to Taylor, like, so there's like 10, 10 of them, people well, there might no, be nine They've lost three at least. Well, there was more than 12. I think there were 14 total. Okay. So then they're down to 11 or something. Yeah, there were 12 originally. And I think they find two people in the jungle. Uh, so there's like 10 to 12. Okay. Yeah, I agree. However, <laughs> you just, whatever, right, it doesn't right, matter. Right. And so sure. <laughs> they plan to steal Momo's yacht that's offshore. And Adina also goes to the jungle to find Taylor. She's trying to get Taylor on their side. But Taylor's still pretty loopy and she's not super sure she understood. So she's like, okay, girls, we're going to have to do this without Taylor's help. She's still loopy after weeks she got off of the stuff? At least, I mean, it's been at least a week or two. She got shot with like four of those. Yeah, no. So uh, I don't know what the biological half-life of that drug I, is. I agree. I think she also just kind of broke a little bit when she learned, okay. like realized that her 
her whole entire way of life was not what it was supposed okay. to be. All right. I'll accept that. That she's, she's having a like breakdown. a psychological yeah. break. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a combination. I'm, I'm not going to accept that she's still high on whatever berry juice they get well, shot Well, she kind of like constantly thinks she's talking to Lady Bird Hope. Like she's making all her plans and having a full-on conversation with Lady Bird Hope at the same you time. You got that part out, Danielle. Well, <laughs> it wasn't that important. <laughs> but it is funny. Yeah. So that's going on in the jungle in the background. There are many like little things where they show Taylor once in a while just being like crazy out in the jungle. I mean, I'd watch that show too. <laughs> so Momo, meanwhile, is back on his yacht or is on his yacht. He's just pulled in port. He's feeling pretty suspicious and he ends up yeah. uploading his DVD to his laptop so he can be ready to send it off if he needs to. So I, I, I had assumed his video that he was going to use to make America love him was a dating profile video. <laughs> Which is a better video, to be fair. But this is kind of the same thing. It's in the same ballpark. <laughs> it is. So he labels his video Yacht Systems on his laptop so that people don't know it's the DVD, I guess. So he's using the teenager hiding porn from their parents strategy. Yeah. And he dresses in his best Elvis outfit, and he puts on the blue suede shoes that Lady Bird gifted him for the holidays. And he's, I hope those explode. And he says to the mirror, get ready, world. I am your heartbreak hotel. <laughs> you know what? He's I was a little iffy on Momo for a while there, but he won me back. <laughs> it's a great line. So as he steps off the, the ship, he, he's, there's a lot of uh, hullabaloo that's kind of happening. They're like building and doing stuff and getting ready for the live event. And he's like, uh, Agent Jones is like, oh, we're having a Miss Teen Dream contest. It's happening on the island. We found the contestants. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite shows. And Lady Bird Hope is the person who runs it. And I love her. <laughs> uh-huh. He would the creep. And he's like, I'm going to be a secret judge. Don't tell anybody. I'm going to sit in the back. And Agent Jones is like, ah, but we, that's not part of the plan. <laughs> but he can't do anything about it. So Momo's in the back. So he's a secret judge? Is he actually going to have any official judging powers? I, I don't understand. I don't know. He just is going to go sit in the back and be a judge. It doesn't really come up later other than that he's now on the, the privacy. That's just, that's just an observer. <laughs> that's just an audience member. Daniel. Well, I think he also, thinks he's going to. an audience for this? <laughs> they have like a bunch of casts that have come in to help with all the production set. So yes, okay, there, wait, is, wait, wait. there is like a little bit of audience. Did they bring back Captain's Bodacious Band of no. Bodacious Pirates? They're off doing whatever they're doing. Okay. So this is the plan, or a loose summarization of the plan. Jen and Shanti are throwing the race, and whoever is not in the top five is going to make a break for the control room in the volcano to let the world know what's going on. And during the musical number, the rest are going to peel off and head for the boat, and the minute they announce the winner, everybody runs. Mary Lou and Tane, Tane are in charge of the yacht. <laughs> Great. Cool. So they're going to try to hijack a dictator's yacht. Yes. That's the only boat. So, yes. <laughs> Good plan. I love this plan. <laughs> Great plan. So the pageant begins on their constructed stage area that they have. It's all live. And it's it's kind of it's kind of cute. The They've engineered all the questions. Because Adina's in charge of all the questions now, she's asking kind of like these these She's asking normal questions, but they've staged all the answers to be pretty subversive. And so okay. they're like, what's the toughest part about life on this island? And one of the contestants is like, well, eating grubs. And everybody laughs. And she's like, also finding a corporation compound on the other side. We felt so stupid for not realizing it was there earlier. You know, like they're all just kind of like uh, sliding little digs in there. Trying to find condoms. <laughs> yes. For all the people were boning who are randomly. No. Well, okay. no. They talk <laughs> about all their like, remember in the first episode where they decided instead of beauty pageants, they're going to do girl con. Yes. And they all had like big ideas of like things that I didn't remember actually until you said be it, like yes. feminist and powerful and like 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Could, uh, all of that. And so they bring up a lot of those in their answers about the things that they've okay. learned on the island and like being strong, independent women, etc. That's all right. You know what? That's that. I'd watch that show too. It's fun. Yeah. So it's all live, which is is fun. And then they basically that seems foolish for corporate not to even have a broadcast delay for well, censorship. Agent Jones is like says that in the thing. He's like, I tried to talk them into a five second delay, and look what happened. <laughs> Yeah. So this corporation, it was doing so well as an evil Ned corporation until this moment. Yes. So all of them talk about their girl con ideas, bringing down the patriarchy. Petra comes out on stage and and reveals herself as a trans woman and then does the whole spiel that she had practiced that she'd wanted to do. And Agent Jones basically ends up rushing ahead, pushing the musical number forward faster than they anticipated. So they kind of have to like make up their plan a little bit because they had other things. That this they were- seems like a foolish idea on their part. I mean, I get what they're doing. I appreciate they're sticking it to the man. But if they're trying to Keep- do this subterfuge, it seems like playing along. I know. I agree. But I also think they're trying to get get their point across, you know? I, and I get that. But this is life or death. I know. Seems, <laughs> I don't disagree. It seems like... <laughs> Maybe this is not the time to stage your let's let's tip our hand to the corporation that we're not going to play by their rules. Maybe until after you've engineered your escape and alerted the world to their evil. I had that thought as well when I was reading it. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then something like this is going to happen. And it's going to screw up your plan. Um, and it kind of does a little bit. So they're kind of like stumbling forward because they're not quite like they their plan is obviously now not quite what it was supposed to be before. And Mary Lou is back as on the boat and she's trying to figure out her and Tom. 18 are trying to figure out how to get the yacht working. Um, and they find the video. They do. They find Momo's laptop and it's like, oh, yacht systems. So they click on it and the video opens up and they're like, oh. What they expect, like a corporate training. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to your new super yacht. If you're trying to hijack a yacht, these are the things you need to know. First off, you must hotwire by pushing the red wire to the black <laughs> yes, wire. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> Next, the thrall controls will... T- All right, I'm just done, but I don't know anything about yachts or boats. Or, or, or a lot of things, but I just find the notion of a tutorial video for your yacht. <laughs> I think she's just hoping that, like, she'd open it up and there'd be some, like, you know, basics on yacht control. <laughs> so, of course, the videos of Momo and Ladybird, they're um, having canoodling in a hot, tub, in a hot tub and kind of having some uh, unsavory conversations. And suddenly they hear an alert from the monitoring system and they realize there's another ship nearby and that ship promptly opened fires on them. Oh, no! I know. They can't Is it Captain's Bodacious? Maybe, because they can't see it through the fog. And so they're trying to figure out there's how they fog? can fire back. There is fog. I didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> there's a lot going on, Sam. I can't Has remember every detail. Has it been the whole time? Has it been fog the whole time? Like this whole morning, yes. No, this is the morning. Are they filming in the fog? They're like, is the stage outside in the middle of the jungle and they're filming in the middle of the fog? Because that seems like it would not work. Well, like, maybe it's just on the horizon or just where the water is. I don't know, Sam. Maybe it's like water fog. fog. Where the donut ring around an island. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. There's just there's fog. There's fog. Okay, cool. <laughs> So finally, the ship comes into view. It is the pirates. Now, of course, it's the captain's bodacious and his badass bodacious buds. And they cease fire. I can't come up with a weirder name for the show. <laughs> you can keep going. So a contest on Twitter. Who can come up with the oh, weirdest cool. name for Captain's Bodacious Five? What, what would they call season five? <laughs> yeah. Captain's Bodacious. Please send us your ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. So during the dance number, 
they end up shooting off a flare gun that they recovered from the underground lair, and it sets a palm tree on fire and kind of starts some chaos. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Agent Jones then immediately begins Operation Peacock, and the fake ROC black shirts come on stage to kill them. But everything basically immediately stops when Taylor suddenly appears, and she sends forward a statue, which she's been creating in the jungle this whole time, and it, it is beeping, the statue that Wait. she's created. So what do you mean sends forward? Is it like under its own? Is it's this got like little a golem? wheel thing, so she just kind of <laughs> okay. like pushes it into the middle of the stage. And I thought she had used Kabbalistic magic to bring it to life. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. I mean, maybe at this point. I would not put it past this book. <laughs> That'd be cool. So the statue's beeping, and Taylor is, like I said, so little, little crazy, and she accept, she does her acceptance speech on stage, like she's won the contest or something. Well, I mean, you might as well have. <laughs> I know. And everyone dives to recover, and the statue, like, explodes everywhere. So... The girls take stock, they've all survived, and they start taking out the guards. They're trying to run towards the compound and the yacht, respectively, and they're stealing guns on their way as they take down the guards. And Momo, meanwhile, has been blasted with a bunch of bullets, but underneath his Elvis jumpsuit, he had a bulletproof vest on. Like any good dictator. Right, so he survives, but unfortunately, General Good Times doesn't make it. <gasps> Not the stuffed lemur, I liked oh, him! Oh, no! Well, oh, he's gonna be pissed. He's very angry, and... Harris has now escaped from the secret lair, but he's promptly eaten by a snake almost immediately. <laughs> Wait, what kind of snake would be big enough to it's eat a human on this island? giant snakes that keep coming up. The one that exploded when it ate the uh, oh, Slady I forgot Stash about off, that. And then it, like, I forgot there were weird giant snakes. I'm like, this is a, who knows how to build a base on this island <laughs> and then hold an arms to yell? This is, mm, the corporation is getting more and more questionable with every moment. Agreed. So Adina makes it to the shoreline and she sees the pirate boat and she runs into Duff, like fairly literally. But before they can make any headway, Momopi Chacha steps out and is blaming her for the death of General Good Times. Sure, that makes sense. Because she's one of the contestants. Yeah, and they I know, blew but up. they weren't the ones shooting bullets. <laughs> no, but he, he doesn't quite know what's going on yet, so. Cool. I don't know what's going on, but it's definitely the teenage <laughs> girls who are the ones responsible. <laughs> He's not quite with it. So he sees Duff, and then he realizes that he's on Captain's Bodacious, which is his favorite TV show, as you may remember. Oh, and he's starstruck. He's like, oh my gosh, you're the Casanova guy. Like, I love you. So... Uh, and you're, and he's like, Adina must be your latest conquest. Like, this is the girl. You know what I'm going to have you do? It's going to be so good for your ratings. I'm going to have you walk the plank together. It's very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. So as they're like, he takes them to the ship. They're walking the plank. He expresses while he, they're talking. He wait, wait, wait. So they go back to his yacht and he has a plank set up on the yacht. I don't think they go to the yacht. I think they go to the pirate ship because they're definitely but like- what about all the other pirates? Uh, they all like went off to help, I think. Nobody's nobody's on the pirate ship. <laughs> so they, I don't know, Sam. I was like the skimming ship. this part of the book. I like I read it, but then I was skimming it for notes. I didn't expect you to ask such a difficult question. Difficult questions like how did they take over a pirate boat that's supposed to be full of pop funky pirates? I think all the pirates went to help the girls, so they're like all on land. Okay. <laughs> they like docked the ship. They ran. I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't. Because docking a giant pirate ship can be done on a shore with no dock. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they docked it. I don't know if it blew up. I don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> Usually they, they like anchor it out in deep water and then send in the small boats sure. it, that you can paddle in. It's possible that it may have blown up and I just missed it. <laughs> their, their ship blew up? Yeah. The, oh God, it's so complicated. And what ship are they on, Danielle? I'm so confused. <laughs> later. It might have blown up later. I don't know, Sam. Okay, great. So they're on a ship that may or may not be blown up. <laughs> That may or may not be the pirate okay. ship. It may or may not have anyone else on it. You know what? It. This is a very complicated plot. There is a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, sure. There is. So, I'm sorry. 
And (laughs) (laughs) they're walking. The point is they're walking the plank on a ship and it can't possibly be the yacht because Mary Lou's on the yacht. That's what I'm about to say. (laughs) So it must be the pirate ship or something. And so he's he's basically talking about how uh, he's going to be soon reunited with Lady Bird. He's very excited. She's the one who arranged the arms deal. And that's why he's on the island. And Adina has a sudden like brainwave. She's like, oh my gosh, she's behind everything. Yeah, thing. Right. And so he, she tells him that, like, okay, she's the one that's behind all this, and she's the one that is trying to frame you for murder, Momo. And he's like, absolutely not. Lady Bird would ever do she that She loves to me. me. Yeah. But she talks him into going to the compound because he's like, she's there. She's totally – she's there. She's running things behind the scenes. Like, let's go to the compound and we'll clear up this misunderstanding. Why did he just push him off the plank first then go to the compound? He doesn't know where the compound is. Ah, well, <laughs> got me there, book. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, Agent Jones is trailing Taylor intent on getting her this time, I guess. He's decided well, he she's like – Well, before. like, well, whatever. Well, he's decided like she's the symbol of all things wrong in his life and all the problems with the beauty queens. So he's trying to sneak up no, on her. It's all him. He, it is. He, did it, to he did it to himself. And she ends up hitting him with a few darts that she's made from a blowgun that she's dipped nice. in the mines, whatever, flower. You no, know, I figured. Yeah, this is a turnabout. <laughs> so he goes down. They make it to the compound, as well as several pirates and beauty queens. Like, everybody's at the compound, basically. And they're, oh, good. They're having a mass... Yeah, they're having a mass conversation. They're like, Lady Bird is behind all of this. And suddenly the screen in the, the conference room that they're in, trying to get word out to the world about what's going on, the screen pops on and Lady Bird is there on the screen. Yeah, of course. She's going to have her big villain monologue before the end. 100%. So <laughs> Agent Jones then appears <laughs> and he's like super high from the mind flower poison stuff. <laughs> Good old Agent Jones. Yeah, so he's just kind of like wandering. Competent as always. He's wandering the room being insane. And Momo and her have a heart to heart and she's like, yeah, I'm definitely not into you. And she goes, see, if I'm going to be the leader of the free world, I can't be seen canoodling with the crazy dictator of a country we're about to go to war with. Which, fair point. <laughs> and then she asks him if he's wearing the special shoes that she sent him. And he's like, yes. I knew they were explosives. <laughs> and she models them. And then she sets them off and they're definitely supplied with electrical current and he convulses and dies. <laughs> oh, so they're not explosive. They just shock him to death. They shock him to death. Poor... Poor, sad, Momo Bichacha. That's such an ignominious death for him. I, I wanted better for him. I know. It goes on a little bit longer in the book, but it is very sudden. Well, sad day. you'll always live on in my heart, <laughs> you and Captain Lemur, whose name I forget. Gen- good times. General Good Times. There it is. That sounds like a um, like a children's restaurant, like a Chuck E. Cheese competitor. <laughs> yes, right. Welcome to General Good Times. Not specific good times, General Good Times. <laughs> That sounds like exactly what that would be. Good call. Come and enjoy our our non-specific pizza of (laughs) generally good flavor and our generally good arcade game. I don't think that they would go on that route. I think the general good times would be like a military figure, a cartoonish one. Oh, oh, that's right. Did you think that general good times was like generally the gleamers having good times? <laughs> it's, gee, I mean, he was having more. He was having better Is that times. What you than... thought General Good Times meant? <laughs> no, I knew he was like a general. Okay. I got that. I was I'm just making a pun there for a minute. <laughs> Danielle, I know that he was like the general for the crazy dictator. I'm saying that'd be a better name for a, a kid's restaurant that was called General Good Times. We'd go there for some generally good times. Yeah, but I feel like that their mascot would definitely be a general. I don't know. I think it'd be funnier if he wasn't. Right. But but children's te- like children's restaurants are not like they're not meant to be putty. They're just like It's for the parents, Danielle. Yes. You think parents go to Chuck E. Cheese because they love it? 
Because it doesn't have any puns? No. No. It's for the cheap pizza. Possibly for the adults too, Danielle. Throw a few puns in there. Maybe a burlesque show. I don't know. It's not, Chuck E. Cheese is not as scary as it used to be when I was a kid. (laughs) I went recently. I went like a year ago or something. Oh, just for fun, hey? No, it was, we stopped there for some event. The kids went and then all the adults went over to a restaurant nearby. Okay, well, if you wanted to have some general good times, come to my restaurant. It wasn't as scary and they didn't have like... Well, maybe they did. I wasn't there for the whole time. Those weird mechanical ones that like the play, animatronic. yeah, that play the music yeah. and like give you nightmares. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> Our child was so much scarier than theirs is. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Things are pretty scary right now, Danielle. In a different way, though, not in like a terrifying animatronic way. <laughs> You got me there. There were there are fewer terrifying animatronics these days, more just killer robots <laughs> and invasive corporations. So it's like it's it's a bigger terrifying now. It's like it's harder to to more think existential. about. Yeah, more existential. I, gotcha. I agree. And so like the it was scarier when we were kids because it was like the animatronic animals could definitely come off stage and kill you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I never had a fear of animatronic animals. That's all you. <laughs> it was just a Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> and I wasn't scared of them. I was like horrified and absolutely captivated at the same time. This explains a lot about you. Yeah, it does. Anyway, Lady Bird gives her evil bad guy speech about how everything's a game and there are winners and losers and she is 100% a winner. And by the way, she's rigged the whole island to blow. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, because that's something you can do. Yeah, apparently they can. And their deaths will not be vain as it's going to launch her towards her presidency. So... Sure. That's how that works. So countdown begins and Agent Jones in his loopy, loopy self murmurs something about a manual system override. Gotta put together that PowerPoint. so, yep, they all have to create a PowerPoint presentation. So they decide to do it on the atrocities of the island. And so they they let it play. How long do they have? They they have a couple minutes. And so they put it all together. I forget how long it is. It's actually quite a long time. They let it play to override the system. And they do override the system. But just as it finishes... I have some questions about this override mechanism, Danielle. (laughs) Such a, like, cliffhanger. (laughs) Just as it finishes. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm going to interrupt the climax of this... (laughs) awesome explosion thing to talk about how can a computer recognize one PowerPoint is good I enough for normal. Like, could they know. just put an empty PowerPoint into there and just, like, done? Yeah, like, like, that's a I, terrible I, system. I don't think it has to be a good PowerPoint. Like, I imagine you could just have three slides and call it good. Like, they just Or none. You could just send a PowerPoint file. It's a, it's a PowerPoint file. There's nothing in it, but it works. Like, this doesn't make... I don't, no, I don't know I don't how know. this override is better. I have the exact same thought. I do not know how it works, Sam. Alright, well, now back to the actual interesting part of this book. <laughs> So just as it finishes, the volcano goes off. (laughs) Right. Okay. So that's how they rigged it. Kind of. And they all run. So they make it to the yacht. They do survive. And it turns out the volcano didn't actually blow. It was just the storehouse of Lady Stash off that it exploded. Why didn't they just run to the yacht in the first place? Because they were trying to... They were trying to tell the, time. they were trying to tell the world what was happening yeah, or something. You can do that when you're still alive on a yacht, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. I don't understand the plan entirely. Okay, it's a confusing bug. Because <laughs> like it seems like their override did not work because the stash off still went off, which I presume was the explosive they had rigged the island with. Yeah, but I think with. there was like more going on. There was just a lot of fighting and stuff going on. So something triggered the lady stash off, and it just happened to be, or something went wrong during the override. Who knows? So they had enough time to make a power play, but enough time to run. Of the boat yes. until after they made the PowerPoint and then things exploded and they still had enough time to run the boat. Yes. So most of cool. the compound's gone. This timeline is perfect. <laughs> 
And they're all resting. And then Shanti points to Momo's laptop and she's like, we've got one more thing to do, y'all. And meanwhile, Lady Bird is doing a live interview about the tragedy on the island, but she's interrupted by a call-in. And it's a live feed, I assume, from the yacht. <laughs> and it's Because that's how that and works. And it's the girl who tells, it's the girls, and they tell them that, well, we're on vacation, but we're leaving you with a PowerPoint and a video. <laughs> Don't give them the terrible PowerPoint you made to stop the override. That's not, no one's going to, you're going to, that's how you but the lose your case. But the PowerPoint has all of the infractions that they, yeah. So they had enough time to document yes. everything into a PowerPoint. 100% po- they right. did. <laughs> <laughs> this countdown must have been like tw- an hour or two. Yeah, it was a long time. I could look it up, but I'm they not going to. They could just walk to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then they wouldn't have a PowerPoint to share on public, like national television. They could make a PowerPoint on the boat. I mean, they could just make a video blog about this. <laughs> Agreed. But that's not how it works. Anyway, Great. finale is the highest rated Miss Teen Dream pageant ever. Everything's blamed well, on duh. Lady Bird. And the corporation basically gets a slap on the wrist, which probably seems true to life. Oh, yeah. And yep. the epilogue is filled with all the amazing stuff that the girls went on to do. The end. <laughs> so it had like a Animal House post thing where it's like, and Adina went on to become the head of her own line of something or I other. I think she was the... Uh, Youngest Pulitzer Prize winner ever or something. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that was a book. Oh, my gosh. That was a book. (laughs) (laughs) There was at once not enough and too much in that book. (laughs) That's so much. You should try writing notes for that. That's the hardest thing to write notes for in the entire world. (laughs) Danielle, you have no one to blame but yourself for this. (laughs) Okay, I could I cannot read a book about beauty queens stuck on a deserted island no. and not take notes for it for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. This was the right choice to make, Danielle. It was insane, and your ambition is admirable. Like, <laughs> thank you, I appreciate well done. that. <laughs> I, however, still have many questions. Oh, you can try. I can try to answer them, but no guarantees. Yeah, you will have the answers. I already asked you, Danielle. You didn't have the answers. <laughs> okay, good. I want to know. More about this PowerPoint. I want to know more about Captain Bodacious. I'm sorry, Captain's Bodacious. One, what does that mean, Captain's Bodacious? Please, I I need to have the grammar of that name uh, explained to me. (laughs) But also, I just want more Captain's Bodacious in my life. I want to see season five. You, everyone out there, please write in. Tell us about season five. What would the title be? What would the episode be? What would the premise be? How do you go from Captain's Bodacious rescuing beauty queens on an exploding island and bringing down the corporation? How would their next season top that? Yeah, it's impossible, but I would love to hear our listeners' takes on, I on how impossible. you do. I think it's impossible. I think there are people out there who will have the answer, and I want to hear that answer. Yeah. I wait to have some faith, Sam. You go. I, I, I believe in the unending creativity of people on the internet for all sorts of things. And this is definitely one of them. So give us a shout out. You can do it at bookretorts.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at bookretorts. So until next time, stay bodacious and bye. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> sniffed during one of my laughs. I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm just... Whole episode's ruined. Throw it out. (laughs) 
I realized as I sniffed, I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Danielle. I'm not like I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. No. <laughs> oh. 